everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. This episode didn't burden my soul at all. I mean, this episode barely exists. Like, it is... That's fair. This episode, like, nothing happens. It's like, oh, this bad thing happened to Bart a long time ago, and, well, now we don't care anymore. I, I, I can't even... I'm, like... I watched it this morning. I'm already losing, like, it's it's slowly fading away, you know, just disappearing in my mind, because, like, what is there to remember about it? Um, hi, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. $5 a month, gain access to that much, much more. Uh, love everyone who supports us there. Please go check it out. Lots and lots, hundreds of hours, me and Matt blabbing about all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's the best deal in podcasting. I'll say it once, say it again. Uh, this week's episode is Moms I'd Like to Forget. This episode should be called Episode I'd Like to Forget. Ba-doom. I mean, Pish. that's kind of the point. Yeah, exactly. This is episode you will forget is the name of the episode. Uh, episode NABFO3 originally aired January 9th, 2011. We're in 2011 now, Matt. We're we're slowly creeping, Ooh. creeping through the years. We're no longer in 2010. Now we're in 2011. Written by Brian Kelly, directed by Chris Clements. Received a 6.9 rating with 12.5 million viewers. 12 and a half million viewers. 12 and a half million people. I mean... Were they counting this correctly in 2011, or was this like a oh you know people DVR this and never watched it? It's just, I mean it had a the NFL playoffs were directly in front of it, so it had a big lead in. Uh, it's as accurate as the Nielsen ratings ever are, so take that for what you will. The chalkboard gag: January is not Bart History Month. That's not that's a pretty good chalkboard gag, to be fair. It is that is that is better than usual. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the couch gag. Long couch gag. The family couch prepares for a day of being sat on by the Simpsons. So we see the couch get up in the morning and have a couch breakfast with those little couch family uh, and do his morning ritual and then come into the Simpsons house, clock in and become a couch. I It's better than the episode. Considerably so. Not that same much, but it is better than the episode. I'll try. I'm going to do my best not to fall asleep while I'm describing what happens. Like, Matt, I'm like, you added some stuff to my notes. I like, I, I didn't try and take sparse notes. There's just nothing going on in this episode. Just like, I cannot emphasize enough how little, how bland this episode is. Well, nothing happened. And I, I had to add this stuff because otherwise I would have completely forgotten the little details because it's so not germane to the plot. It's them trying to insert gags, but the gags aren't funny. There, you can say that again. I didn't laugh at anything in this episode. It felt, it felt like a really bad Judd Apatow movie. Like you know how you know yeah. Apatow, Apatow movies are like they you know they rely on the improv, and sometimes that stuff doesn't land. But there is some you know there's some character like. I don't know. They deliver something vibes. Maybe there's nothing in this. It just feels like just a lot of scenes where you're like, you're keep waiting for them to be a joke for there to be a character. And it's just, Oh, there's just nothing. Instead, you're just like, Oh, that was it. Huh? They just was a scene. Um, it, and I think my, uh, like, it's kind of frustrating because I thought it was going somewhere for a little bit. I thought it was going to be interesting. 
I thought like, oh, there's like there was a mystery element. I'm like, oh, what's this mystery? Oh, nothing. That's it's nothing. Okay. Um, we start with dodgeball finals, which is the fourth fourth graders versus the fifth graders. Um, this is an action scene and goes on for a while. Uh, Bart first envisions that he wins, and then then actually wins. But then we learn that he he doesn't win because the fifth grader. The ball actually never hits the ground, and the fifth grader catches it, bouncing off of Millhouse's well, yeah, head. Yeah, because their entire like celebration uh, is because uh, oh, they you know are declared the winners. Everyone gets pours Kool Aid oil for everyone, and you know they, they do an interview, and the balls that, that bounced off of the fifth grader that Bart threw still has not hit the ground. Which yeah, they lost because they celebrated prematurely. I, I it does, none of the like what is the point of all this? That's what that's actually well, like yeah. this is to start a rival like this is to start a rivalry, but the rivalry Matt does not matter. All of this is to get us to the point where Bart and this fifth grader recognize they have a a similar scar, right? That is where we're that you is one hundred percent correct. That well, is the end point of this. Yes, and. I've definitely noticed that in the golden years, you occasionally had an inciting incident, but by like two minutes in, it was settled and the episode was usually set up. This takes forever. <laughs> well, again, all of this inciting incident does not matter. Like we have, we have, so the fourth graders lose. Uh, so the fifth graders win the dodgeball game, whatever. And, but all this is to like give us multiple scenes of a fourth versus fifth grader rivalry. The fourth graders are singing songs about the fifth graders being bad. Like, you know, old gray mare, but with the words different. Um, the th- And the fifth graders are upset about it. We have like a Godfather-esque scene where the fifth grader has returned to his classroom where he's been bol- after he's been pranked on by the fourth graders. We see the teachers in the teacher's lounge. All the fourth grader teachers fight all the fifth grade teachers with Skinner playing like piano like he's in a Western in the middle of it. Um, it all like it just goes on and you're, you're like, what? Okay, is this episode about this? Is it about a fourth versus fifth grader rivalry? Like, are we gonna be, like? Is it gonna be like you know, like a season one episode, effectively, like where it all takes place at the school? You're like, okay, all right, um, that would be interesting. That would be a, that would be a nice change. Like, let's try and do something really simple like that. I mean, that's um, Bart the General kind of thing. That yeah, would be great, but it doesn't really become that because we this and this takes. This first act is seven minutes long. Okay, it's not it's not four minutes. It's seven minutes of all of this, of this rivalry building up, and you're just waiting for, I don't know. It there's not the gags are kind of it's kind of kind of very vanilla, very plain, very bland, um, and you're just waiting for something to meaningful to happen, and eventually they declare that the fourth grade and the fifth grade they're going to have a rumble. Um, and we get the rules for the rumble, and then the rumble ends when Bart and the in this fifth grader realize they have a similar scar. It's agreed. No biting, no throwing rocks, no face farts, flying face farts, backdoor haircuts, nad noogies, moist Michaels, and absolutely no Brazilian hardwood. Is this a rumble or a harvest dance? Okay, you want hardwood? No, 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 no. Then let's do this thing. Yeah, let's do this thing. 
You know, if they do this regularly, maybe it could count as gym. Did you wear those same clothes yesterday? No, I have two identical sets of these clothes. I see, with a stain on the shirt in the exact same place. <sighs> Things aren't good at home. Why don't you head on home, pal? Bless you. Huh? Where'd you get that scar? Had it as long as I can remember. Why? You call that a scar? This is a scar! That's your belly button. Everybody's got one. <laughs> I thought I was special. Um, oh, these, these, these quote unquote jokes. I just, I, I can't between the, the Skinner clothes thing and the Willie belly button thing. Like that's, that's anti humor. That's, this is the, just good examples of the kind of jokes you'll have in this episode. I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. What is the name of that fifth grade boy? Oh, we never get one. He's just fifth grade boy. We never, like this episode, uh, spoiler for those of you who haven't seen the episode. Don't watch it. Apparently don't watch it. No. But we get a series of, of boys who Bart was friends with when he was back in like kindergarten. We never get names for any of them. Not kindergarten. Not when one. they were they were th three Sorry, years three years old. They were three because we uh, later on it's told we're told that it's seven years ago they were friends. It means he was Bart was three and this kid was four. I guess like, but we get all the, there's three other kids, three other boys. We don't get their names. Three other moms don't get their names. Three other dads don't get their names. They are just people. And I don't need all of them to have names that I remember. They should have names. Even if, like, we don't get them on, from the audiences even get them. They should have names. Like, even if we, they're just mentioned obliquely. They should have a name. Yeah. And there should be that one kid, that fifth grade kid, should have a name. Because he's the focal point, Right. He is the the way Bart gets into this group. And ideally, you'd make him the leader of the rest of the kids. And so, Bart, well, there's not enough time. They don't spend enough time with Bart with these four boys for them to even have a leader. We only see them together like twice. I think three times. I think three, maybe. I, I think the third time is back in the past when they look way older than three. I mean, I'm not arguing with you, man. I'm just telling you what we're told. Um, okay. I'm just saying, so this is it. They both have the same scar. That is what it looks like a little sword. And immediately I'm like, oh, that's a cocktail sword. What is that going to have to do with the rest of this? Well, and how does a cocktail sword, which is usually plastic, burn somebody? I mean, you can superheat plastic to burn someone. You know, it, you it, can, but usually it melts. I mean, melted plastic, if it's, pl if it's plastic is melting and it lands on you right away, you could get a scar. I think I think that's fair. Do that. Um, that's my least of my picky. The the scar stuff is at least like, oh, they have the same scar. How did that happen? That's an that's a question. Like that's a mystery. That's something like, oh, okay, that's something we can point to. But the everything around this mystery is so clumsy by the end of it that I go, oh, they shouldn't have not have tried. They should have just kept this very simple. They did not do that. Um, we go to commercial at seven minutes and seven seconds. Uh, and when we come back, uh, we Bart tries starts out by trying to remember how he got this scar, but he doesn't know. So first of all, he doesn't go to his family, who's been around him for stuff. No, he goes to the bullies, who have Kearney has to check his bullying log, and we get a scene where he beats Jimbo with it and enters that in the log, and uh, that's that's quality bully uh, uh, bully scene there, I guess. 
But then Bart goes to Marge, uh, who tells him of not exactly how he got the scar, but of the circumstances surrounding when he got the scar. Mom, do you have any idea how I got this scar? I was afraid this day would come. Ew, you're sitting on the toilet. When it's closed, it's a chair. When you were little, I used to take you to a mommy and me toddler gym. You were friends with three other boys, and I became close with their moms. But they were a bad influence on you. Such an innocent time before cooties ravaged our community. How come we don't get together anymore? The moms and I had a falling out, which was a shame. We have been such good friends. Whoa, you don't look like a mom. You look happy. We called ourselves the Cool Moms. There's nothing cooler than calling yourself cool. Maybe we could get back together. Awesome! I'll get the white wine. You can't buy white wine. Why not? Are you having red meat? Are you through with the chair? I've got to do the taxes. It's all yours. I just want to call attention to Bart's cooties ravaging our community. Uh, not cool? I mean, this is very obviously an AIDS joke. Um, screw you, Simpsons writers. <laughs> that's really insensitive. Um, also... There's a long stretch in there where we see the kind of stuff that Bart and his crew did back in the day. And it's it's generic kid stuff, really. Um, I, 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 what is what's going on, Matt? I wish I could tell you, Robbie. I, this, I think this was harkened back to, hey, Bart was friends with some kids. Marge was friends with the moms. Uh, and now they no longer are, but none of them remember why. And so this episode is supposed to be them finding out why that is. Okay, if but, Bart, if this happened to Bart when he was three, okay, I get it. You won't, maybe you wouldn't remember, but why does Marge not remember any of this? I mean, you're an adult. Weird things happen when you're an adult, but it does kind of feel like this is the kind of thing that Marge that would make more of an impression on Marge. So it's kind of odd that she doesn't remember. Well, like, well, we learn. We are not Marge, so we have memory, and we learned that Marge was friends with this, had this friend group, and then had a falling out with them because they blamed Bart for being a bad influence in the past. And that's why Marge left them before, and why she ends up leaving them in the end of this episode. That is not something you would forget. That is, would be, that is the thing you would remember, where you'd go, oh right, I had a really good time with them, but at the end of the day, they always blame Bart for the being for being a bad influence on their kids, and I didn't like that pressure, so I left. And you would go, and Marge would go, "Oh, okay. Um, maybe I would encounter that again, but maybe not. Maybe they've gotten older, and maybe we're all a little bit wiser now, and we can kind of confront that those issues." But they yeah, can't. and then at the end they they could break up again because Marge realized, Oh, you haven't changed. You're all just blaming Bart for the terrible things your kids do. That would be a more interesting reason for Marge to leave them. Well, but they can't do that, man, because they built this weird mystery about this scar. Like they can't have Marge just be human and tell Bart like, Oh, this is what happened. Or like, and not even tell Bart, Bart can stay, you know, like, you know, in, in the mystery, but we should know this stuff. <laughs> like we are not Bart having Marge, like, com- like feel like she's like in a fog or something makes her f- 
feel like not a human. Like, I don't know, like, what, like, this weird, all the relationships in this episode feel like aliens. Like, they don't feel human to each other. Like, the kids aren't playing with other kids. Marge and the other adult women aren't having real conversations. Like, strangely enough, Homer and the other husbands feel the most human in this despite the fact that their relationship is bad because then none of them like each other. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not good though. It's not entertaining, but it does feel relatively human. Yeah. It just, it doesn't make any sense to why Marge would forget this. I mean, I, I get that as you age, especially like seven years when you have little kids, a lot of stuff happens. So you might not remember exactly, but I feel like this is a strong enough thing that Marge would remember it, but you would have to completely rewrite the story. And on top of this, this doesn't answer the question. Why does Bart have the scar? Like March tells this story and we get some, some important background, but why doesn't Bart say, Hey, you never got around to how I got the scar. <laughs> like you, he did, she didn't answer his question. Cause again, Matt, they build this mystery up and they have to string us along. Yeah. Uh, That's it. That's it. That's all we get. So this kicks off the actual plot. Uh, the cool moms come over. March has a great time with them. Still doesn't remember why they just stopped hanging out together. Uh, as Robbie said, Homer and the dads don't get along. Homer and the dads are only together because the women are friends. Uh, this does happen, but I would hope that a group of women can get together and just leave their husbands at home to their own devices. I mean, I, I get that they're supposed to be boomers, but I mean, come on, seriously, you can do things apart. Whatever. It's not funny. The Homer with the dads thing is real, but it's not funny, like Robbie said. Yeah, that's the issue with it. Is it? It feels like, oh, authentic relationship authentically awkward and uncomfortable but why does marge like these people like we don't because she gets to drink wine with them like all that's all we get <laughs> i don't know yeah it's 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 strange um meanwhile the the kids get back together and they basically start in on their shenanigans uh yet again uh they immediately hop on their bikes in the treehouse and jump out and all have fun and one kid basically breaks his leg turns his foot around backwards and everyone's laughing. Ha ha. That's so hilarious. And then we just move right on. No one seems to care. I, th I mean, I think this is supposed to lead us to believe that the kids are bad influences on Bart because Bart isn't comfortable doing these weird stunts. Like, cause they ride the skateboard off the treehouse and stuff, but it, this isn't that crazy for Bart, right? No, Bart's done all kinds of crazy stuff with this. And I, like, and, and much, much worse stuff than this, honestly, which makes it very strange that he would all of a sudden be uncomfortable with this kind of thing. It's very sudden. And like, it's not like, I feel like it's the wrong way to push Bart's like comfort levels in doing something. Like, it feels like if you, if it's going to be Bart and Marge, like you want to, if you want to poke the same kind of places as like, you know, as a Marge be not proud, or, or in Bart the Mother, even, where Bart doesn't want to kill a bird, or he doesn't want to steal something. Like, those are more serious things. And I feel like that's where you want to push Bart, to where he's, like, doing something that's actively harmful to towards, like, a living thing. And he'd be like, oh, this isn't cool. I don't want to do this. That'd be where I'd be like, oh, this is, the kids are a bad influence on Bart. But this is just, like, riding a skate, like, jumping a skateboard off a treehouse isn't like that's crazy for Bart. No, and these kids... I mean, you have to show them doing something else to make them a really bad influence. Uh, but we don't get time with that. Almost all this episode is over to Bart trying to solve the mystery and Marge uh, trying to remember why she stopped talking to people. Like, we don't get 
much from Bart's perspective from this point on, which I think is really weird. It's, but yeah. anyway, it's it's clumsy, extremely so. And this next bit is going to be uh, incredibly worse somehow. Uh, so Homer suggests that Marge has a girl's night out with her new friends, and she says, "Oh." I, I guess I can do that uh, because as one thing we know about Marge, she is very much into being a mother. Uh, so the idea of her going out on a Tuesday night just kind of doesn't occur to her until Homer suggests it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Homer makes a joke about Skyping into Moe's. Uh, and when the connection seems to be bad, it's just Moe's Bell's palsy. And this joke goes on for like a minute and it's terrible. I It's I the only like the things that stand out in this episode Matt, are just these like we're joking about Bell's palsy now like this is what we're doing I can't believe it it's ridiculous it's so absurd. like you're just like what is what are they doing what, what, it is awful awful it's terrible but thankfully we don't come back to it it's not a major part of the episode or anything uh, and we get to see Marge at dinner with her new slash old friends I've been dying to try it. Marge, who are you cutting up that chicken for? The kids aren't here. Huh? Oh, myself, I guess. Who's kicking? No one. No one's kicking. Huh, sorry. I'm just not used to everyone behaving. Oh, Marge, if you don't have a life outside your kids, how do you expect to be happy? I've got a great idea. From now on, the four of us will get together every Tuesday. Go out on a Tuesday? Who am I, Charlie Sheen? Fine, I'll do it. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of how it goes. Uh, so Marge uh, still cannot remember why she does not like these women or stop hanging out with them. Uh, but she says that, OK, well, she enjoys hanging out with them now and they're going to get together every Tuesday. There's also a, a incredibly long gag about a X-ray of Marge's brain uh, where she has a whole bunch of uh, neurotic thoughts, uh, repressed rage, I believe it is, uh, that uh, it gets replaced by having a social life. Because it turns out having a social life is good for you. I, Matt, but that's where we end the act. <laughs> Matt, what, but this isn't a social life. No, going out to dinner, it, I mean, once a week. Is that a social like? We don't even know that she likes these women. They have. We just kind of. We don't see them have a converse. Like, there's not a. The, we. What are these women's names? Name one of them, Matt. Can you name one of them? No, because they're not given names. They don't have names. They're just woman one, woman two, woman three, and they just are the, like you know a collection of tropes, and they don't have a like. You can't have one of them. You, there should be. You don't need all three of them to have a name. Just like the three boys. They shouldn't necessarily need to all be like big named characters with a lot of character traits. One of them should, though. And one of them should be the focal point for Marge, right? And Marge can be the closest to one of them and they could share a hobby and they talk about their hobby. And that's all it has to be like talking about shared interests. What do they talk about? We don't know. All they talk about... We have no idea, because we, we never get to see them. The only time we get to see the women hanging out is them having wine together and then having dinner together and saying they need to do this more often. That's not the basis of a friendship. Exactly. And so you're just like, is Marge literally just this shallow where just being in a place with other people is enough for her? Or no, you don't... You go, no, that's not it. It's, oh, they didn't write... They didn't write these Marge like a human. <laughs> It's just so so absurd. What's going on? I don't know any. Things are just happening now. You're just like, oh, okay. I guess Marge is 
they're just just doing things. Uh, Did you say the words, Matt? I did. I said that this is where we end the act and go to commercial. Okay. We come back at 11 minutes and 58 seconds. Uh, Homer's home, still awake. Um, I believe he's reading a a solved crossword puzzle book. Only solved. Yes, and then... Yeah, and trying to figure out, like, oh, I get it now. Oh, uh, that, like, again, that is like, that's a gag. Is like, oh, a crossword puzzle book that's solved. Okay. Um, Marge comes home drunk, still holding a glass of wine somehow, um, but also incredibly talkative and keeps Homer up into the middle of the night. She gets home, like, at midnight, which isn't that late, um, and then keeps Homer awake for hours and hours talking. I don't, what's, what is going, I don't, okay. It's like, you know how women be coming home from their ladies nights and staying up super late. It's one of those kind of jokes, I'm pretty sure. I don't, is this a joke? I don't understand. I think it's supposed to be. But is it, wouldn't the intent of this being like, because Homer doesn't have a problem with any of this. That's the other thing. Homer is very supportive, which I, like, I, that's good, I guess. But also, it. It just adds to this episode. Feels like there's no conflict in any of it. It's also frictionless. It's just a bunch of stuff happening, and no one has any problems. And they're just like we write, we flow from one scene to the next. And you're just like, well, Homer doesn't have a problem with Marge. Marge has no problem with any of this. What we need conflict, guys. That's how like you write stories. There's conflicts. Characters run into each other and don't like what other one people are doing. There has to be sandpaper. Um. The families, the the so the these four families, the, the Simpsons and these three others that have no names, go to the Four Seasons together. Um, the husbands don't like each other. We've seen this multiple times now. They just sit, and we are forced to watch these multiple scenes together where Homer tries to be nice to them, and all the their dads are just mean. Like they don't even try and find common ground. Homer tries, Matt. No. Homer Homer is the nicest one all among all of these, and we'll see that again at the end. It's like reverse it's ridiculous it's re- how awful they are. It's reverse jerk Homer. Like he's trying to be yeah. a nice guy this entire episode, and everyone's mean to him. Um, Bart is being peer pressured into in, doing quote unquote dangerous things, which is like I think in this case he's riding a trash can lid down a hill, right? Like it's trying to knock over bottles or something. Which isn't again not that crazy, for, yeah. Not for Bart. not totally something that Bart would be against. So, and but he doesn't want to. He you see they give like they insert these this these this moment where Bart is feeling like uncomfortable, and you're like, but and the the other boys are calling chicken because he doesn't want to do this, and you're just like, this feels so artificial. Like this isn't. Not, this isn't that bad. Like Bart wouldn't care about this. Bart would be happy. We've seen Bart and Homer do the like run into each other full speed wearing pots on their heads. Like, is this the yeah. thing that okay? Um, but and we see the 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 moms are still getting along by meaning that they are together drinking wine. Again, this is it is the most superficial like relationship, and if that became the focal point of the episode, like how Marge realizes, oh, this is very superficial. We don't really have any real connection. Okay, but they don't. That's not the reason. Any of this is okay. So, oh, and it this takes forever. By the way, all this stuff feels like it takes forever, and nothing happens. Eventually, it, you, hey Matt, I have a question. 
You remember yes, early on in this episode, uh, it was it took place at the end of the first act and the beginning of the second. Um, Bart had that weird scar. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about that because it doesn't seem to matter anymore. It didn't matter for a while, for like five minutes, maybe, maybe even more than that. Uh, probably six, seven minutes. The uh, episode didn't really care. Um, but now Bart remembers he has this weird scar and he wants to go figure out why he does. So he goes to Dr. Hibbert, who leads him eventually to comic book guy. Bart? <coughs> they dared me to see how many TV remotes I could stick in my mouth. You've got to stop mom from going out with those women. Something drove them apart once before. And I bet it has something to do with this scar. I've seen this mark before. On you, every time you come in. <laughs> I believe it had something to do with comic book guy. Comic book guy? Thanks! Listen, are you going to see him now? You can give him some news for me. Tell him it's the worst prognosis ever. <laughs> oh, I knew this day would come. Although, frankly, I thought it would have been a long time ago. You are very uncurious about your body. All right, comic book guy. Tell me my origin story. I will not relive the horror of that day. The answer is no, and I can say it in Navi or Klingon, which are pretty much the same. I have some theories on that, which I will share with you never. You leave me no choice. I hold in my hands a mint-conditioned copy of the legendary Interesting Stories number 27. Oh! Oh, the first appearance of Radioactive Man! And if you don't tell us what we want to know... How do I know that it's not a cheap reprint? Are you willing to take that chance? Yes. No, 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 I'll tell you what you want to know. They're threatening to mark the comic book with some ink. <sighs> yeah. But, like, Bart is putting a bunch of remotes in his mouth. Like, that's the thing he's doing that's so dangerous. I guess. What, like, this, like, everything is so low stakes. Dangerous, like and Bart. Lisa's like, we gotta stop Mom from going to see those women. Why? Like, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, doc, and comic book guy is the guy who knows the source of the scar, but not Marge. Marge won't say it. Or well, yeah, uh, Marge has no clue. Like, it had to be related, right? I whatever. So, uh, comic book guy. So eventually gives in because they're threatening Bart and Lisa are threatening to deface this priceless comic book. Apparently, um, I don't know how Bart and Lisa have got their hands on the first appearance of Radioactive Man comic, but who cares? Comic this episode I mean, doesn't care. Maybe it is a cheap reprint. It probably is a cheap reprint. Um, so we start with comic book guy like doing a slideshow, and then Bart stops it, and then we go to commercial. It's so strange. Such a strange segue to end the act. It feels like it's such weird padding. We go to commercial, our final commercial, at 15 minutes and 59 seconds. And when we come back, we finally find out how Bart got the scar. And it's um, is real dumb. Your scar, like Tom Cruise's last good movie, was born on the 4th of July. It was seven years ago. A time when twilight meant the end of the day, and not the most barftastic horror franchise of all time. Earth's single sun was setting, and the mayor began to speak. 
Even though most of this town collaborated with the British and we are still in informal talks to return to their empire, we all love fireworks. Yay! Traditionally, the 4th of July fireworks were operated by the person most likely to be sober and dateless. Once again, the honor fell to me. This is your TV for the year, kids. And the embers is your dinner. <laughs> While I was busy tending to a critical matter of great delicacy, you and your diaper-wearing droogs ruined everything. when the four of you each received the mark of the sword. Hmm. Every 4th of July, I remember that fallen hero. God, how I miss you. <laughs> I know, Robbie. I know. I'm right there with you. What? It's so incredibly dumb. What? Why, Matt? Why? I wish I could tell you. Why is this? Uh, okay. This is the mystery. The great mystery is, oh, he got burnt by some fireworks, effectively? Um, all of it, the weird, this construction is so strange. It's just so, it's so weird. Like comic book guy. Why is comic book guy here? Like, that's not, that's like, I, I know I should like, like of all the things I shouldn't be stuck on is the fact like, if you're going to do professional fireworks, like you have to have a professional firework person. Like it's not just like, if it was a comic book guy, like, crouch over a bunch of fireworks planted in the ground and he's lighting them off one by one. Okay. That's Springfield, right? That's that's Springfield. Yeah. But he's like at a big professional board, you know, with like professional like pyro. You, you not you don't just not a random person who did Springfield have that and they just decided comic book guy would run it even though why would he know how? Whatever. I shouldn't be bogged down on all this dumb stuff. What? I mean, you can be if you want. I just it, it, all of. I mean, it's all of it. You're just like what, all of that build up for is that this kid got burned by some fireworks, and like, what is this again? What does this have to do with the cool moms again? Like, oh, they went off and they the kids mom is it the parents aren't they're not paying attention to the kids? These kids are bad influences on Bart. Because he got a scar on his hand? Like, we don't see the fallout. But see, that's the thing, man. Like, okay, if you want to sell me that, oh, the ki- these kids are bad influence on Bart, he's in danger when because he, he's friends with them. And Marge sees that, and that's why she ended up detaching in the first place. Show us that scene, right? Don't just show us this. Also show yeah, us you show us that. lots of, like, past in time, uh, past things that have happened like show us how that happened the first time was this it was this why like marge saw the scar and was like nope and then, then they blamed bart and she was out well we can't have that because we have to have a scene later where marge remembers and like leaves like this doesn't make any sense and it's i can't i can't emphasize enough this is very boring <laughs> none of this is exciting 
<laughs> you're not exciting, not funny, none of it. It's just, yeah, it's just kind of stuff happening. You're just like, okay, all right, okay. Waiting, you're just waiting. You know, it's just a bunch of waiting, waiting to see how what happens with the plot. That's all you're doing. Yeah. So after we find out all this, Bart wants to blow up the cool moms because he wants Marge to stop hanging out with them. If he, if if he Bart if if Bart blows up another dangerous firework. It will it will somehow trigger Marge to want to stop doing this. Yeah, he's trying to recreate the accident. I'm like, um, are you sure that accident was even why this happened? Because we don't know that. No, we don't know but any of this. Anyway, no. Uh, so Lisa thankfully talks him out of that. He blows up the firework instead and blows up Homer. Ha 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 ha. But immediately after that, we get the scene we've been waiting for where Marge realizes why she stopped hanging out with these women and does it again. So Bart, the little dickens, was going to set off an explosion to break us up. Can you believe it? (laughs) Actually, we can believe it. What are you talking about? Your son always was the bad apple of the bunch. You know nothing about my son, and even less about apples. I remember why I left this group seven years ago, and it's why I'm leaving now. Good day, ladies. Well, since she's gone. And then the three other women proceed to make out. Why? I don't know. Someone thought it'd be funny. Uh, It's just this. It's. It's this last gasp of this this stupid edginess that we saw so much in the teen years, man. It's like that AIDS joke yeah. earlier and the Bell's palsy joke and this. It's just like this last gasp of this stupid edginess. Like, why are they suddenly making out with each other? Like, what is, is, are, are we supposed to out honestly engage with the, like, oh, these three women just, like, ma- three married women, all of them... Like, is this like some weird puerile fantasy from the writing room? It's so strange. What is going on? (laughs) I wish I could tell you, because this whole thing, I I feel like when they say, oh, Bart has always been the bad apple, Marge should have gone, what are you talking about? No, he's not. Your kids are the bad influence on Bart. And they should have been like, well, no. And maybe cite some specific examples that we get to see. And maybe Marge would realize, oh, Bart's Bart's not that great, but these kids are worse, kind of thing. Like, and show that from their perspective, oh, their kids told them that Bart initiated all this stuff, and when from Bart's perspective, the other kids initiated it, and just something that shows that, oh, from each of their perspectives, what they did makes sense because that would make them, you know, normal people uh, believing their kids, despite the fact that I'm sure all of their kids lie to them constantly, especially at ten years old, but. This just is so dumb. And the episode ends really quickly after this. Marge goes home and starts reading a book about making peace with the status quo. And she, you know, she, she's fine not having friends. Not the lesson you should be taking from this, Marge. You should be making better friends. And meanwhile, probably the funniest joke in this entire episode, Homer is still hanging out with the dads, despite the fact that Marge hates the moms again. And when Flanders comes up, Homer runs over and hugs Flanders because he is preferable to these awful dads. Like that is not like a, a traditional funny haha joke, but in terms of like how bad this episode is and like the anti joke of Homer hanging out with these dads, I actually laughed at that. I I mean I like I I will say that I did appreciate Homer being a supportive, just good human for an episode. Yeah, like that's nice. But 
also like just paints like an even worse picture of like oh that is why homer has to be a jerk sometimes is because it helps stir the pot right like yeah. there's no one to stir the pot in this episode there's no conflict and when there is conflict it's so sudden and strange that you're you're confused you're like wait a minute what, like what is the like what is the problem that we're needing to solve in this episode is it marge doesn't the mar the friendship the march had with his moms isn't real is it oh these kids are a bad influence on Bart, despite the fact we really didn't see that. Yeah, it seemed to be self-reinforced and that they all seem to be, you know, pushing each other to bad behavior, which is definitely something that can happen, especially with young boys. It's and, just so odd. And that, at least that's, and that's something, but that's not what they talk about. They act like they're bullying Bart, and it's really just like, it's no worse than Bart and Millhouse doing stuff together, right? Like, you gotta make... You have to have conflict in your episode, guys. You have to make something like things have to happen. Oh my lord! Um, jokes would be good too. I didn't laugh at this. Um, it's not. Nope. It's not. Uh, it's it's just. It's not the worst episode ever. It's mostly just waiting. You're. It's just this episode's twenty and a half minutes till credits. And all you're doing is you're mostly just waiting. You're like, you're like, okay, what's uh, uh, funnily enough? You're kind of, it's like waiting for the fireworks factory. You're like, are we going to get there? Is there going to be something is like, is this episode going to be about something? Like, no, it's just like stuff happens and you're like, Oh, it's kind of like that other episodes. You know, there's a little Marge be not proud, a little bit Bart, the mother, a little bit of a, a scenes from the class struggle in Springfield but not really much of any of them. It's just like a little, like a dash. And then you're just like, Oh, wait a minute. That's going on. They're not like th these characters. Like, I can't emphasize enough. These cool moms, the kids, the dads, they don't have names. Nope. They're just there to move the plot along. They, there's no plot, Matt. Like, I don't like Marge hangs out with these, these people for what? Two weeks. It's like, literally it's like two, three times. And they're like, yeah, no, with too much trouble. You're like, it's been three weeks. <laughs> it, like, that's not enough time for anything to happen. Like, think about that in your life. Like, everyone has, like, oh, oh, friends group that I see on, a, like, a weekly basis. Think about that. You're like, in, th in three weeks' time, has anything substantial happened in those three weeks? Oh, probably not. If you're like, oh, yeah, we did, you know, we did a thing. We were there for a couple hours. It was over. It was nice, or it wasn't. But it's not like, oh, so calamity. You gotta have something. You have to things happen. One of the moms has to be like be mean or evil. Have someone be nefarious. Yeah, My God. Yeah. The, the, real quick, I just want to point out that the, the episode where Sarah Wiggum turns out to be a thief is like this, but a million times better because something actually happens. That's a more recent episode for for all y'all. It is. Yes. It's a pretty good one. It's not great. But, but it's, it's way better than this. Way better than this, because actually, yeah, things happen. Uh, we'll rank this episode at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? No. Uh, I can, I'm i positive about that, man, because this is not an episode. Like, there's just no, nothing this is, here. This is an idea somebody had for, hey, this, this is the basics of a plot. And then they were like, okay, good. Now what do we do? I don't know. 
all right, well, we're done then. Like, <laughs> it does feel didn't like that. massage this into where something happens. It's just like a big, ugly lump of dough. Like, they never made it in anything. I'm fucking, it's a broken. It can't be. They, like, there's not even a shape to it. It's formless. I can't, I'm not going to, why bother? There's nothing to fix. It's like someone, like, it's like a giant block of marble. And you'd be like, fix yeah. that sculpture. I'm like, what sculpture? There's nothing there. Uh, so that's it. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the news group is where I ask our patrons over on there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for their thoughts on an episode. First from Tim. This could have been a really good episode, focusing on friendship groups that Marge and Homer have gone their separate ways from. Certainly that's something that a lot of us can relate to. For the five or so minutes where this is actually spotlighted, it made for some for some compelling television. Unfortunately, there were the usual suspects, extended opening, long couch gag, series of inciting incidents, jokes that didn't tie to the plot, etc. Did like the Ned and Homer moment at the end, number 370, not canon, could be fixed by focusing more on the personalities of the friend groups. From Derek, everything about this is stupefying. I could do a comparison between this and class struggle, but I couldn't be bothered, and honestly, this crap doesn't warrant being mentioned alongside the Season 7 classic. I've never seen anything so underwritten in bare bones. It's actually difficult to call the writing bad because there's barely any writing involved. A group of mom friends aren't even given names for Jeeva's sake, not even a character trait between them. We're shown no reason why Marge wants to be friends with them, but she says she does, so shut up. The most baffling, 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 bafflingly, uh, she says now she remembers why she left the group before. Huh? Why? What on earth is going on? Absolute nonsense. Of course, it's like watching paint dry while it's rolling around in nettles, because all of them are at this point may not be as good as it was, but it's better than anything else on TV. Everything on TV is better than this. This isn't just bad Simpsons, awful, wretched television. Uh, from Joshua, the idea of Marge being a part of a solid friend group is, is, a, is a well the show likes to go back to time and time again. The fear the show has of changing anything relating to the status quo, these episodes always come away feeling pointless. Why does Marge have to give up her friendship with these women, who we learn nothing about? They're just a blob of vague, middle-aged women stereotypes. Seems like a healthy enough relationship for her. I understand the idea of the Homer bits. Well, he could get out of the situation through gasp communication. He's going along with it to make Marge happy, even though the other dads are so unlikable, they make those scenes unbearable. Finally, the Bart stuff off would just feel so unimportant. They try to build the scar up as some big mystery. Kind of had sinister undertones, but nothing significant happens. They get tooth-thick scars because they were naughty kids? Okay, who cares? Just doesn't feel like any of this matters. 4 out of 10. From Dara, not as down on this as the other reviewers have been. It's not good, but at least entertained me more than the last several weeks. Skinner on the piano and Homer not be able to connect with the dads made me laugh. However, the bad was in wasted time. Why did Lisa want Marge to be broken up with her friends? Why is Bart so hesitant to tell the boys to get bent? Why does Homer do the taxes on toilet paper when paper towels allow much more space? So gets a, that's an important question to ask. Much more space on paper towels. Uh, still better than most of season 22, and personally, the girls and I go out every Tuesday for our Diva night, so maybe that just is that line enough is enough for me to make the fourth best episode of season 22. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, that is, I guess, human behavior, but I, if they just named him, I think I would give the, the cut this episode so much slack if they just named some of those characters. They would just knew their names. Like, hey, that's Alicia. That's Jenna. Okay, those are people. Those are human names. But no, they're just w women. Hey, woman. Cool mom. One, two, and three. Finally from JJ. There are some interesting ideas, but that could be because everything is recycled from good episodes. Everything feels so formulaic, you can predict every single plot beat right up the margin of rushed and forced decision to leave the group. 
tired of Marge stories where she makes friends when we lose them in the end because they're afraid to change the chat. They're afraid to change the status quo. But at least previous episodes gave them names. That episode can't offer anything original. Then why bother making it? Actually enjoyed the first act when it was the fourth graders versus the fifth graders. Wish the whole episode was about that. Brace yourselves for the next one. Mm, I don't like that. I don't like that when it's. I don't like whenever we get ominous warnings about next week's episode, Matt. Not a. I don't. That doesn't. That doesn't bode well. I'm not a big fan. That's it for Compass of News Group. Thank you all for watching the sitting through this incredibly bland episode. We're so sorry you had to do the same thing that we do every week. Uh, they didn't record, you know, an hour and a half podcast about it, to be perfectly fair. Um, but thank you all. You can join our Cavalcade of Claimity a Parade of Pain by supporting us at any level on Patreon. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listening question of the week this week is, what should we do with this segment? This is a little meta. This is maybe the meta, most meta we've ever been on a normal episode, Matt. That's perfectly fine. Simpsons did it once in a while to great effect, and I think we can do it too. Um, I'll let Matt uh, read all, you know, read y'all, some of y'all's answers, and then I, we'll, we'll uh, settle it at the end. Yeah, these are so much longer than our normal answers, so I get to read so much this week. Uh, our first response from Bradley... Personally, you should not change, but if you had to, my idea is that every week you guys add to a rough plot of your own episode on the spot. No planning, unless you want to ask the viewers what to add next, but you choose one beforehand and don't read all the answers. I do like that idea. Uh, from Tim, no, please don't replace this segment. I find it to be enjoyable each and every time with last week's question on format-breaking episodes to plan a good and robust set of responses. It provides a conversation piece for my wife and I to discuss every weekend, and I've been trying to get her to participate here. Wish me luck <laughs> with her providing me with a uh, grist for my answer maybe a quarter of the time. Some questions work better than others. That's the nature of the beast, but I don't get the sense that any have completely missed the mark. And yes, it's okay to recycle a question every couple of years or so. There are both new members plus those like me who need to update their answers. Let it be. Mm -hmm. uh, from Derek, I think it was around 17 when the listener question of the week became about a personal experience that ties with a theme in that week's episode. I really loved hearing all the various stories each week. If you're bored of the same fave character quote quote questions, maybe you could revert to that style. I think I just really enjoy the listener question that we could prefer it stayed. However, maybe you could do a Witch's Worst segment in which you select a random episode of Family Guy, often said to be much worse than The Simpsons, even at its most dire, with which I completely disagree, and compare it to The Simpsons episode you've just discussed. However, that's another 20 minutes out of your week, so you probably don't have. Would be interesting, though. Oh, my. I mean, I have seen a lot of Family Guy, but I definitely cut out that before season 10. I guess, whew, we got real rough there. So, it's an interesting idea. Uh, from Matt, I agree with Tim up above questions you ask rack my brain and make me more involved with the show i truly enjoy this segment of the show and i would hate for it to go away from dara after binging through all the episodes before joining i really look forward to this segment and like thinking of answers sure some questions repeat but as time goes on answers may change plus after reviewing some of the episodes i need the segment to remind me why i love the simpsons <laughs> i mean you're not wrong there dara it, it helps everyone remember why after such terrible episodes uh, from JJ, I love the listener question of the week segment. I remember a while back you guys branched out a little and asked questions not specifically about the Simpsons. So if you run out of Simpsons-related questions, maybe you could try that again. If the questions can be about anything, then you'll never run out. Uh, and finally, with jo from Joshua, I agree with Derek. If the, I think if the questions start to feel repetitive, then maybe revert back to more personal questions for us listeners to answer. All right, Robbie, the listeners have spoken. Yeah, I mean, and I, I brought this up with Matt before we start recording. If you ask, you know, obviously if we ask the people who always answer the listener questions, if we should keep the listener question segment, you know, it's, good, it's somewhat self-selecting. But 
I really didn't get any dissent at all. Like, no one was like, no, it's bad. I don't like it. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep the listener question. I'll I'll try and branch out. I think we'll try and branch out to non more non-Simpsons questions. It's, I think, honestly, it's the problem is sometimes we do those, and we just didn't get many answers. You know, and, like, if we get ten answers a week, okay, that's fine. That's plenty. If we get three a week, which is some of those questions, you know, at some point, uh, that's not enough. So uh, that is my one concern alongside like where we post all this stuff on social media, where every platform seems to be like doing its best to light itself on fire. Um, but I'm going to continue posting stuff on Twitter. I didn't post anything on Twitter this week because, eh. um, but I'm posting, I'm going to keep posting on Twitter, even if it's limited, you know, number of people seeing it, it's fine. I'm going to start, I think on the, our, our a subreddit or start up a subreddit again. I think I, I had started one and saved just kind of, you know, saved it long time ago and kind of started, but then I got frustrated posting questions in 45 different places. But I think I'll do that and try and see what the responses are like. I'll post links to the subreddit on in the show notes. So by the time you're listening to this, there should be a link in the show notes to the subreddit. Um, and in future episodes, I'll start plugging exactly what it is if you're on Reddit. Um, but Twitter, Reddit, and and uh and our Patreon, of course. And again, you can just email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. Next week's question, all that aside, if we're going to, non-Simpsons questions, how did you get your gnarliest scar? Ooh. I have to find some scars. I think all of mine are kitten-related. <laughs> <laughs> you might think I'm joking, but I am not. My gnarliest scars are not are not kitten-related, uh, although a couple of them are. I do have some cat scars, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, now, I'll post that question again. Our social media, Twitter, Reddit, uh, our Patreon. Email us, subscribe.gmail.com. I have links to that stuff in the show notes. Again, um, that's it. Next, We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a lead on Matt so far this season. Only three points, though, Matt. It's only three. That's not enough. I need. I, need, I mean, we'll see, Robbie. What, so, I did go pretty easy on you this week because I, well, it's. Uh, I picked a later episode. That's what you say that. You say, oh, I went easy on you this week, Robbie. Here's questions that no one knows. That's usually how it feels like. <laughs> it, 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 give me an easy question, man. Let's get just get, let's get this All ball right, rolling. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the last of the Red Hot Mamas, who teaches Lisa Italian? Last of the Red Hot Mamas, who teaches Lisa Italian? This is an easy question. Um, this see, is an easy question. It, it's a very obvious one. Is it? But it's not somebody who speaks Italian. Yeah, it's it's not Luigi. I'll give you that. No, I know it's isn't it? It's Millhouse, right? You are correct. Oh, God. Okay. See, that. See that's the thing, Matt. You asked me questions from, like, more recent episodes. And that's an episode that we actually were <laughs> relatively positive on. Yeah. But I still go, that didn't happen. That's made up. <laughs> I go, that's made up. That didn't actually happen, did it? And I go, no, it did happen. Milhouse did teach, teach Lisa Italian for whatever weird reason. Um. Okay, I see. This is my worry, Matt, because I think I did go too easy on you on this one. But we're gonna see, because I'm sure I've asked you some of these questions before. But if I, if I haven't, if if I did, it's been a long time, and I'm 
and I, it, this episode was on my mind after watching this one, and because these are questions are all from scenes of a class struggle in Springfield. Oh, okay. Your easy question: Marge buys what brand dress at the budget outlet in scenes from the class? Uh, I believe it's a real, it's a real Chanel. Not that you get to see the whole name; you just get to see Anel. <laughs> yes, it is a Chanel. You're correct. <laughs> all right. Your medium question: What is the name of the group of women that Marge joins? In the last of the Red Hot Mamas, this is a trick question, in a, in, a, in a sort of way because they're not. It's not the obvious name, right? That's the trick. No, it is not. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. that's not the obvious name. I'll give you a hint. Red is involved, but not hats. Yeah, I can't. I like. I do not remember at all, man. I'm gonna just like the mm-hmm. Red Queens. I don't know. Uh, the cheery red tomatoes. Cheery red tomatoes. See, like I knew there's like I knew like I knew I was not right. I'm like I'm like what is mm-hmm. it? Like cheery red. It's just like why do you call it again? They just went like oh that is a name that is the episode title is literally just oh we have a pun name so we're gonna use it. I, yeah, pretty much. <sighs> okay, your meme question, Matt. What brands of television does Homer see at the outlet mall? Okay. Uh, so the one he buys is, I believe, a Carnivale, uh, but he's also got Panaphonics, Magnetbox, and Sorny. See, Matt? You see? <laughs> I have watched this episode a lot. <laughs> see? This is what I'm saying. I'm too easy on you. <laughs> <sighs> yes, that's correct. All right. All right, Robbie, your hard question. To whom and how much does Mr. Burns say he's going to donate that he then reneges on and that leads the cherry red tomatoes to try to steal from him. To make that clear, that was a, a obscure way. Mr. Burns says that he is going to donate a certain amount of money, which I need from you, to mm-hmm. a certain organization, which I also need from you, mm-hmm. and then does not, leading mm-hmm. the cherry red tomatoes to steal from him. Mm-hmm. I'll say he's going to donate a million dollars to the Women's League of Voters. Well, you got one of those right, so I'll give you a point. Ooh, uh, wow. But it's one million dollars to the Children's Hospital. Children's? That's it. Just the, the just Children's Hospital. Yeah, Springfield mean, Children's Hospital. They, we don't even get. Okay. Wouldn't you like? Isn't that a good place for a gag? You can make a funny charity. I, you name. would think so, but like, yeah, that's a good spot for a funny charity. Name. Okay, Matt, your hard question. This is, I need two numbers from you. Okay. I need the original price of Marge's first Chanel dress. Okay. And then I need the price of the second dress she purchases uh, in a panic right before the big event near the end of the episode. Okay, the original price is $90. And no, 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 no. Mark, not the markdown price. I need the the un, the un original MSRP of the, oh, of the original um, dress. I believe it's 2800 uh, And I believe the second dress that she buys will have an $1,800 credit at Chanel. Who does not sell beer and gum, despite what Marge says? Uh, you have the first number correct, Matt, but you have the second number wrong. Oh, the, dang. The, uh, $3,300 credit. $3,300? I mean, Ooh, boy. It's fashion. Yeah. It's fashion for you. Yeah. It's expensive. That's really not that I, that number could be yeah. way more. It would not, I would not blink an eye. Now the question is, do I give you any points for that? I'll give you a point. <laughs> one point. All right. I still have one point lead on oh, you. I appreciate that, Robbie. You extend me a point, I'll extend you a point. In the interest of fairness and goodwill. Even though I shouldn't. Because it 
it directly hurts me. <laughs> uh, I still have a one point lead on Matt, but I just need to be mean. I think that's the problem, man. I try and be fair and nice, and ultimately it costs me. Robbie, you just love me too much. That's what it comes down to. I'm, I'm just like, too nice a person. That's what everyone says about me. They say, Robbie, you're that's just true, too, yeah. you're too kind. That's it for trivia. We can move on to what I found a segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the bar show where Matt and I wrecked the... Oh, boy. Best episode ever is the bar show where Matt and I... Why can't I... Matt, why can't... What's going on with my brain today? <laughs> best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I... Why can't I think what I say? What do I say, Matt? Rank every episode ever. No, no, no. I have a spiel. Why can't I think of the spiel? What's wrong with me? I mean, I thought that was the start of the spiel. I was hoping it would get you going. Best episode ever is part of show, Matt. And I rank the episodes category. Rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. There we go. I just had to get to. Cate- I started pasting that into the notes. <laughs> I had to get. To, I had to just get to categorically. It feels like I shouldn't have to. I've said. I've said that literally four hundred plus, almost five hundred times now. Um, this episode's. So bland, my lord. Um, where do we rank yeah, like, it? Where do we put this exactly? Like, it's it's it, not it's not terrible, but it is stupid and worthless. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I I think it's worse than the fight before Christmas. All right, so that's a recent, relatively recent episode. I would I'd okay. rather I'd yeah. rather watch yeah. the fight before Christmas. Like, I think that's the thing we're at, where anything with any kind of redeeming quality. Like, anything in it that I think is good, even if most of the episode is bad, I think it's still better mm-hmm. than this. Because there's nothing in this. Um, I don't okay. think it's... Okay. Curling episode. Mm. Boy Meets Curl. It's so real. Boy Meets Curl is really, really, really dumb. Um, and so outlandish. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's if it's more entertaining than this, though. I think so. I think that's more entertaining than this. Like, I mean, I would probably agree with you. I yeah, mean, like, I, I'm looking down at like Thursdays with AB. Like that one is just actively bad in a lot of ways. In the name of the grandfather is isn't that the one where we get like the fake Homer's dad or something? I think so. Yes, with um, what's his name? It's not Milton something. It's uh. <laughs> <coughs> uh oh, that's the Irish pub one. That's oh, not, that's, that's not that one. That's yeah. not the fake. I think that's better. I think that one's better. I mean, I'd rather yeah. watch okay, it again. Okay. So Thursdays with nope. AB. Thursdays with AB. You say that one. Not, well, you think this is better or worse than Thursdays with AB? It's right there because I think this is better than No Loan Again. Naturally, where Flanders gets the Simpsons mortgage and like becomes their landlord. That one's just awful. I really don't like that one. Thursdays with AB. I'm kind of on the fence about. So I need your opinion. Oh, that's the one with. This is better than that. I'm going to put it above Thursdays with A because that's the okay. one where the guy okay. turns out he's a killer. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 he's not a killer. Well, he is a killer, but he's also a magazine reporter who's going to write a great book about Abe after he's dead. <laughs> it's all, that, that, is, I, that is a bridge too far for me. I think I'd rather watch this direct than that track. I think that's – I don't know how we're going to – that's the particular hair we're splitting today. I think this is better than Thursdays with A.B., uh, but it is worse. I'm, we're, we're worse in the name of the grandfather. I think there's enough charm in the name of the grandfather going to Ireland or whatever that I would put it slightly above it. Uh, like it matters. I'm never going to watch any yeah. of these episodes ever again. 
Uh, unless I'm literally forced to. Like, unless I go to hell and this is my hell. is just like, them. Wa- I have to watch all the worst episodes. Also, the name of this episode. The name of this episode, Moms, I'd Like... We didn't mention this enough. It's terrible. Like, oh, yeah. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. It's a terrible name. Like, it, again, it's just like this idea of like, oh, isn't this funny? It's like MILF. I'm like, it's not... No, that's not funny. That's not a joke. Like, what's the joke? You know, normally you'd write a normal... The, the episode would just have a normal title, and then you'd fill the episode with jokes. Instead, you write a very unfunny title... And then not fill the episode with with jokes. That's the new number 387 on our list. Is Moms I Like to Forget. Below, below in the name of the Grand Fighter, right above Thursdays with AB. A new number 194 on our post-Golden Years ranking. Um, we're not done, though, Matt. We got one more question to answer before we're through. And the question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! <laughs> Course. I mean, yes. Like, yeah, of course. Why would we want to remember this? Yeah. Yeah. The episode, again, episode we have forgotten. Fire the cannon. That's yeah, goodbye forever. Moms, I'd like to forget. Oh, my God. What a boring thing. Um, yeah, sir, ask and answer the same question. About every episode on the list, work, eventually working our way through everything. Right now, we are at... Ooh, this is an interesting one. Huh? We're getting through... And we're getting into some, like, you know, the better teen year episodes. Ooh, yeah, okay. So we're, number, we're number 147, which is Mo Baby Blues, which is the... Uh, I mean, the, I... The, the Maggie Mo episode. Yeah, I actually really like this one. It gave us a different side of Mo. Uh, it had some Maggie interaction, which we don't get very often. Most episodes forget she exists. I'm pretty sure there was zero Maggie at all in this episode this week. <laughs> Did Maggie, did we even, that's a, like. I think we even saw her in the background. Did we even see Maggie? That's, I think, the question. I think we probably did see Maggie, Matt. We just didn't even think about it. But, yeah, yeah. there's literally not a, even a mention of Maggie, which would, you don't think you would, if these, like, warrant a mention, considering this episode about Marge. Um, not even, there's nothing. Um, yeah, Mo Baby Blues is a really solid, especially for season 14. It might, I think that's, yeah, absolutely the highest season 14 episode. Um, it might be the only season 14 episode in the top 200, I think. Yep, it is the only season 14 in the top 200. No, wait, no, there's also C.E. CE Doe is also in there, and so is the dad who mm-hmm. made too little. Okay, so there's three 14s in the top 200, which is not very good, but... Mo Baby Blues is a lot of fun. A lot of charm in it. Um, yeah. Like you said. And, like, I think there's also a point when you get to those teen years and you get a Mo episode and it's not filled with just vile, like, suicide and, like, bitter cynicism and gross stuff. You're like, oh, this is nice. Isn't this nice? Yeah. This is, that's a nice. Isn't that nice? Um, Mo Baby Blues. Yeah, it belongs. Of course. I think. Yeah. Like. I, th- I think that there are some like really silly moments in there with Maggie like shooting people because that's a thing that they have to do every Maggie episode apparently, but that's not really what this us this this question is really like. Does everything in the episode happen? It's more like does it should it be discussed? Right? Should you watch the episode? Should you think about it and be, make it a part of the the, the 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 cultural context of the show? Yeah, of course you should. It's it's good. That's Mo Baby Blues. This list, let's see, number one of those is still Homer's enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day. Woo boy. Um, 
next week, Matt. We we just got we got an ominous warning about next week's episode. Oh no, it's yeah. this one, Matt. Oh, it's this one. Oh no, what? Oh, what? Flaming Mo. Oh, I I don't like the name of that. I I may not have seen this, but uh... it follows the effort of Smithers to earn Burns' respect by turning Mo's tavern into a successful gay bar, leading Mo to become more popular as a gay man than Smithers. Ooh, this is going to be real, real rough. Written by Matt Selman. Goody. I mean, Matt Selman episodes usually are have a lot more heart. Uh, harken back to the more closely harken back to the golden years, but oh boy, I'm not looking forward to this. Or I'm this is I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm not, I, what I I don't try to think about it between episodes, right? I don't let it just have yes. I don't let it have brain space. You know, I try to have a normal life where I don't. My life is not ruled by the terrible Simpsons episodes, but I'm gonna struggle with this one. <laughs> That's next week. We'll see, I guess. Next week, uh, Flaming Mo. Can't wait. Um, you can find this list and everything we do on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. It has links to everything, uh, all our social media, and to our Patreon, and to this list. Uh, go visit it if you need anything about the show, which you should be there. Um, before we go, I'm going to plug things. Uh, you can go to my website. It's RobbieDorman.com. In all social media, I'm Robbie Dorman. I'm most active on Instagram at this point. I'm also on TikTok. You should listen to my new podcast, The Cult Video Vault. We have three episodes out now. The most recent is us talking about uh, Escape from New York and comparing contrasting versus Escape from L.A. Um, talk about Snake Plissken, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, all that stuff. Uh, it's really good discussion a lot of fun go check that out listen to all those those episodes we had greg on the podcast not too long ago you should listen to that we have a lot of stuff planned for that podcast really hope you go listen to it and obviously go buy my books uh my all 13 of my horror novels um indeed they're quite good see matt says so and matt never would never lie for a friend never ever never ever matt does not participate in social media you will not find him uh, that is correct. I spend all of my time taking care of kittens who have spent this entire podcast trying to attack my feet because I had the audacity to wear shoes. But if you would like to see adorable kittens, you can check out Kitten Turns at, K- at K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. You can see adorable kittens past and present and perhaps someday even have a kitten of your own. I hereby endorse this product. <laughs> product or service. Product or service. I'm wrong. the service of kitten. And I'm Matt. Keep watching this bit.